And away we go. This is it. Episode number 227. 227. Uh, it's a place to be with Marla Gibbs and family. Yes. I've been waiting for uh, four years to say that. It's 227. <laughs> episode 227. 227. No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson. I'm the host. Circle of Heat. That's the band uh, whose music you just heard there. We get to play that every week. Thank you, guys. I am here First of all, it's great to be back at Acme because I uh, do the show every week, except last week we didn't do one, and that is heartbreaking for me and hopefully for everyone that listens to the show. We are back after one week off with Kostaki Economopoulos, who has been with me here before, old buddies. I was just in my head, I was trying to do the math and figure out what other episode numbers I would have landed on. It would have been like four and 86 and... there, Yeah. I, 165. I, so I, I, I glanced like I, at him earlier today. Did you? Yeah. I feel like I, I was one of the early, early, early ones. For sure. And then I think I've done two in between then and now. Is that right? sound about right? At least. And there was also one we did when you did the, um, uh, what is it called? Crash and Burn. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a group. Th- okay, right. Yeah. I forgot that. Crash and Burn. What a cool thing that is. Uh-huh. I wish I could do that every year somewhere or twice a year. It's such a great exercise. Well, you can, you can steal, you can steal Tim Slagle's idea and host it yourself somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but it's very, the crash and burn works because of two things. The audience here is very forgiving and cool and supportive of the arts, and uh, Lewis Lee makes it happen. Like it's hard to, it would be hard to replicate that anywhere else. So you're saying like if you uh, like tried to do that you're living in new york still right yeah like if you went into a club in new york like hey i got an idea i'm gonna do this at your club they may not be yeah back in that idea there would it would i wouldn't be able to draw people to it because i'm not known in the city right so it would be it wouldn't i couldn't pitch it to a club to do yeah right so i'd have to go to some middle american club where they kind of know me and then it would be hard to build it in a way that would make financial sense yeah and even then, it'd be hard to draw people unless the club had a really good following of people who were open to do some weird thing like that. So it's this is I think this is the only place it could really be done as well as it's done, being done. So yeah, Tim will be back. I'm sure doing that uh, in the spring. It's usually in the spring. Yeah, it's usually that. early spring. Yeah. In fact, he was just here uh, election week. He was headlining that week, and yeah, he told me he already has names picked out. Wouldn't tell oh, me, really? of course. Who oh, they, cool who the participants it's are. It's a great thing. It's a treasure. Yeah, seriously, Acme, Acme listeners, come to that once. It's so interesting. Or come twice. If you're really gung-ho, come, right. come Tuesday and see comics read out of their notebooks, <laughs> and then come Saturday and see if they were able to turn it into anything. Yeah, or if it's all gone. <laughs> it's right. It's kind of magical. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so what is new with you, my friend? I, You know, I got an eight-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. She's like a person now. And uh, I got a three-year-old wife. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I never thought of that phrase before. (laughs) I I got a wife in her 40s. We've been married for three years, and uh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's going great. And uh, I'm recording an album here at Acme this week. Yeah, I saw you tweeted about that. I'm very excited. Let's about talk that. about that right now. Yeah, is, I. When how old? How old is the newest, most recent Kostaki album? That's a great question, and I listened to it last week. Okay, it's called Mission Economopolis. Yeah, it totally holds up. Okay, I was kind of proud of it. It's been long enough ago that I forgot a lot of it, and I'm listening to it. I'm like, ah, oh, that's a funny line. And there is, it's a little boyish. It's a little bass. But it totally holds up. I was kind of proud of it listening to it. But that was recorded in 2008. Oh, wow. I didn't even have a kid yet. So my life is totally different. So I'm a little overdue to be get, doing an album. But uh, the good news is that I don't have to mess around with my act too much because it's, it's grown into a thing that has very little overlap from what happened in 2008. Yeah. So I'm kind of, it's a time to do a, you know, a moment in time capture of my act right now. Right on. And as you you were just saying about like the crash and burn not probably working, I suppose that had something to do with you choosing here to record the right place. Oh, um, I just love this place. You've always loved this place. This is like a warm hug of this club. You know, (laughs) the crowds are so smart and patient and Lewis trains them to like good stuff and. You know, it's just Acme's always been a pleasure. It was the fir- this is the first 
And just from an emotional point of view, like this is the first good club to ever headline me. Yeah. Before I was really ready, probably. But Lewis saw something and was supportive, and so I've always have you ever admitted a, that to him? I don't know if I. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had sort of a warm. It's always had a warm place in my heart. Yeah. You know, coming back here, and I'm, you know, you go look at the green room, and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I even worked this club. There's so many good comics coming through here. Mm-hmm. So. I am uh, honored to have one of the 52 headline slots in a given year. Yeah. And uh and it'll be it's a great place to record an album, so I'm excited to do it. And I think I've seen uh where you have signed your they have the um there's on the wall there in the green room, people the uh, headliner signs it. There's a little box for everybody each week and they yeah. sign it. And I think yours fill like is, you just write Kostaki, right? I write the I write the last name. Yeah. I, I oh, fill, you do. I fill that brick. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Now, the brick's big enough for all those yeah, letters? Yeah, you got to write small. you got to plan ahead. <laughs> I saw Jake Johansson signed it, and it's at the end he ran out of space. And I'm like, what a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking uh, earlier today that um, I imagine you had – when uh, you know when you're in school and you take the when you take like a uh, standardized test and you have to fill out all those bubbles <laughs> yeah. with your name, did you ever? Did you have to tell the teacher like, wait, is everyone ready? Is everyone completed and ready to start the exam? And you were the one going, five more minutes. Never fits. I'm, I'm, I'm Never still... have enough bubbles. Oh my god! Even Twitter, my name doesn't fit on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really. <laughs> So I, for years, I was Kostaki Economopolis with no spaces, and it fits exactly. Okay. But with no spaces, it's harder to search for me. So I, I committed to put the space in and drop off the S. I think that makes me easier to find for the new user. Oh. I don't know if that's true, actually, but I think so. I suppose Google can, uh, can translate that Because if you just type in Kostaki, it, it, you know, it might not come up if it's... One big crazy word. Well, on my computer, I just put C O S and it comes up because I've you know searched you so many times. Kostaki dot com is your homepage. Of course, yeah. You ought to put a search bar on that so I can. <laughs> uh, so I, on the way over here, um, got to listen. I didn't even get to finish it, unfortunately, but I was listening to the most recent episode of Quick Snaps. Oh, good. And I wanted to listen to that one because I saw you announce that your daughter was going to be on. Well, we didn't plan it that way, mm-hmm. but uh, we usually don't have the kiddo on Mondays when we do the recording. And we did have her on Monday, and my wife was super busy preparing for a thing. So it was take your daughter to work day. Yeah. And uh, brought her along, and I had her all set up with headphones and a thing, and she could just watch a show on my phone while yeah. we did the podcast. And uh, I kind of talked her into coming on and just saying hi. And then when we got there, my partner, Aaron, goes, why don't you just have her on for the whole thing? And she kind of had this look in her eyes like, I don't know if I want to do that. And then within like one second, she just shifted and was like, yeah, okay." She put the headphones on and she was into it, man. It was hilarious. I was shocked at how talkative she was. I didn't expect her to. Uh, Well, just. You know, I mean, my my daughters are now 10 and 8, so I have an 8-year-old at home, and I was listening to your daughter talk, and I was like, listen to this kid, holy cow. I was shocked. A literally, wow. a, I, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, it was a similar deal where I had to bring her along. Yeah. I literally couldn't get her to speak into the mic. Mm-hmm. I had her in my lap, and I was like, come on, just say hi to everybody. She And we had to cut it out of the thing because oh. it was just awkward. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, I guess I had that in my head, and I just figured I'll have her come on and just say, hi, Daddy, you know, and then yeah. it'll be cute. And then she'll go watch the show. Yeah. She was there for the whole 37 minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the joke at the beginning of her was intentional, but uh, grown a foot. Yeah. That was hilarious. fantastic. I thought so too. I, you just heard it, so you probably do it better. But it was some version of Aaron goes, She grew a whole foot since I saw her last. Yeah. And some version of, uh, What do you mean? I have three feet now? Yeah, she goes, Oh, I thought you meant I grew a third foot. Brilliant. <laughs> I know, right? Brilliant. I was like, Oh, my God. <laughs> podcast debut. She's a star. That was awesome. I've gotten a lot of hilarious sort of social media responses on this, too. People oh, really? Like, oh, easily the funniest person in the room. And, <laughs> you know, like, she's a star, get her an agent, or adorable. It was, it's been kind of fun just having the fans kind of react to it. So, <laughs> Don't ever get sick and have her fill in. You're, yeah. You're out. <laughs> no. She knows nothing about football. We dragged her to a Falcons game last year, and, you know, it was she was very polite, but she was not interested at all <laughs> what 
I that's interesting because I like you know I you know I still work at the uh, you know I'm working at the new stadium now mm. uh, Vikings you know I did that at the Metrodome it's a beautiful place over man. At have you been in I haven't but okay. just on TV it's like oh my god it's jarringly beautiful beautiful and way too big yeah way too big too big too big tell me about that what do you mean Be- because there's you know if you want to it, it's like. You know, I think when the Mall of America opened, people were like, oh, this is so incredible. And then as a local, like if you want to use that as a uh, shopping option, it's too big. Like, how can I get, well, I want to stop at this store. Then the second one is, oh, it's four miles around the corner here. <laughs> That's how it is at uh, at this new Viking stadium. I have people come up to me. They're like, where do we get the, uh, I don't, you know, they have all these um fancy food items now andrew zimmern and all oh, you know okay. and they're like where's the uh you know the mock duck and crap like that i'm like i think it's uh on the west side like it's so go over here take a left and walk for 40 minutes exactly yeah, yeah, yeah exactly okay. gotcha i mean it's nice it's loud i'm an i'd like to go on record and say that uh the people that say that the new stadium is louder than the metrodome are wrong oh really yeah I think the Metrodome held in noise much louder. Because of the shape of the building? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I I mean, I remember working Twins game. Even even a, the loudest playoff Twins game has been, in my mind, louder than anything I've heard at a Vikings game this year. Oh, wow. At home. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's real controversial stuff. I don't yeah, know. I People imagine. are going to call me out on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a touchy subject. But I was going to say, but what I'm getting to here is that you said you took your daughter uh, probably at 7 to a... Yeah, at a Falcons yeah. game. Dude. It was it was a year ago this month. I feel like an NFL football game is not good for children. Yeah, really, it's I too mean, loud. It's you know, it's uh, people are really can be obnoxious. I mean, I'm a football fan. I love football. I get passionate sometimes, but not to the point where some you know the face painters get way into it. Yeah, yeah, I. I suppose that, but you were in, you're you were in a suite, so you're not around the regular well, people. Well, it wasn't right? a suite, but it was good seats. My brother has it's my brother's season ticket, so he's got good seats. Now that would make a difference. Yeah, um, but in my head, I just went to a Giants game about a month and a half ago, and that was a little. There was a bit of a rough scene, kind of near us, but it's still like security comes and like takes the guy out and everyone cheers and it's kind of a funny violence you know sure I mean? yeah like, and they are not... they are better now with uh <laughs> you know i mean they probably assume they do this at every stadium i know here uh you know uh, let's let's uh you know let's obey you know let's obey the rules and be and behave and if anybody's acting up then they give you a little code you can text and basically oh, right. you know uh narc on the people yeah, near yeah. you that are misbehaving and they ha- and they're watching like situations on video and they're like and when something happens like six dudes come from different directions and you're like oh my god yeah they're definitely trying to clean it up so yeah. and the rest of the trappings are so great like I've been to three NFL games in the last like sixteen months. Okay, and they were all fantastic experiences. We went to Panthers at Falcons last year. That was with the kiddo. Okay, that was the only game the Panthers lost until the Super Bowl. Oh wow! Which was a pleasure to ruin their perfect season, right? Rival and everything. Um, and then I've been to uh, a Giants game. Uh, my podcast partner Aaron is a big Giants fan, so okay. we went out to that. In fact, we did the podcast from the parking lot before the game. Oh, cool. And also went to uh, uh, Buccaneers-Falcons in Tampa. My brother and I went to that, and I got to say, that was glorious. It's like 72 degrees. It's a night game. There's palm trees. People are like... Right? It's a nice be- it was a beautiful scene out front, and, you know, it was really cool. I really love the tailgating vibe. Like, even Aaron, who I love is and is adorable and playful, like... He's a whole nother layer of adorable and playful in a in a like a tailgate situation. Oh, really? He's like dancing around and drinking beer and busting balls with his brother. It was great. Does uh, the stadium in Atlanta does that have tailgating like right outside the stadium or is it? They have gotten better at that. Traditionally, they kind of were awful and tried to sort of squeeze it down and minimize it, and you know. And the last few years, they've really opened it up and sort of embraced what it is. And I think it's becoming now a tradition, but it's a new one in Atlanta. Yeah. And now they're moving to a new stadium in the next year or so. Oh, okay. So you guys are getting the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. The following year, it's us. Oh, okay. 
it's the new stadium reward. Sure, yeah. yeah. If you do it, you get a little kickback, yeah, Super right. Bowl style. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Will you be? Are you going to the Super Bowl? Coming upcoming Super Bowl in twenty seventeen. This one I decided not to go to, uh, but I'm going to try to go to the next two because I've a lot of connections here and of course Atlanta. So I'm going to try to go to the next two, at least the media circus part of them all. Yeah. You did know? you go to the last one? I did. Yeah. It was fun. They're so fun. I mean, they're so fun. <laughs> I had a I had a room within like a couple blocks of all this stuff in San Francisco and I'm just like wandering around this great city and going to all the events and they're great. And then you get to you know, I'm on Radio Row and I'm li- I'm literally like rubbing shoulder like walking past like Dan Marino and Tim Tebow and Michael Vick, whatever. I mean, it's like all of NFL's royalty is there wandering around. Did you tell Tebow any of your good jokes about it? <laughs> I have not. Let me let me rattle off my top ten <laughs> jokes about you, sir. Yeah, yeah. I thought I did do them on the uh, on that NFL show, Top Ten. Uh huh. They have they have a show called Top Ten Quarterback Teases. Oh. And when I went into tape for it, the uh, I told the producer I've got like forty Tebow jokes. He goes, I go, do you want me to do them all? He goes, I don't think so. Um, why don't you do a few? And then just do all the rest of them in a row, and we'll see if we can figure out a way to use it. Oh, so, wow. So I don't know what they did. <laughs> they probably just pulled one out here and there. Wow. <laughs> so the podcast going good? Yeah. Love it? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, they talked me into doing it. Uh, it was a guy, an L.A. sort of media guy. I was, I, was, I was a friend of a friend, and we were at a party, and I just ended up talking to him for a while. And he said to me... Uh, the thing about a podcast is no one can ever take it away from you. The whole rest of your career, some suit will fire you from a thing or the show will be canceled and this is no longer happening. And it's the one thing that you can always have and stay connected to your people. Yeah. And I was like, wow, sold. That's a great argument. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's the reason that I finally caved and did one. And now it's like a pleasure to go down there and talk to Aaron. We, it's about 35 minutes mm-hmm. once a week during football season. Usually comes out Monday around late dinner time. And it's just a nice wrap During up. the game? Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like during or just before the Monday night game. And uh, it's just fun. It's some guy talk, and we talk about what the weird, crazy weekend that was, and I do a bunch of jokes, and we do our bold predictions. And we're the only show that I know of that plays their predictions from the week before. Oh, afterward. And owns them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. In fact, it's kind of a running gag on the thing that we never get them right. Because we do try to pick things that are absolute long shots. Mm-hmm. And then when you play them back the next week, they sound insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, you're not even close. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun. I, li- I like doing the podcast. Yeah, I bet you didn't uh, predict the uh, pick two. I did not predict the pick two. <laughs> In the, uh, is it the Chiefs <laughs> Yeah, game, the Chiefs. Right? Same player at a pick six and a pick two. Isn't that ridiculous? Ugh. <laughs> it's yeah. actually a great story. It's the it's Eric Berry who came back from uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yes. It's actually a beautiful. This this guy has a great story. That's right. Yeah, that is who that was. Right. I bear, honestly, I didn't watch. I uh, with the Vikings playing the last two Thursdays, which is so bizarre. That is bizarre. Two, oh, it was Thanksgiving? And yeah, then, Thanksgiving. Then the following week, another Thursday. That is so weird. I haven't had Vikings football on a Sunday in quite a while. Uh, and then the Cowboys had the same schedule. Right? Yeah, they had the Thursday and then mm-hmm. the Thursday. Yeah, they must um, have done that on purpose. I suppose. I mean, it's better to give these guys more rest, I guess. I don't know. Than uh, the the short week. Well, they're working on a short week. Well, this way they only have one short week. If you're going to do two Thursdays, maybe we'll have them back to back. True. I, that must have been on purpose. Yeah. So I didn't get to see. Yeah, I uh, yeah, was with um, my kids over the weekend. No Vikings. I didn't really watch much football, but I did see the pick two. <laughs> I was on the plane. I'm, I missed it live. And then as soon as I land, I'm getting texts from people like, oh, that was ugly. And I'm like, oh, no, what happened? <laughs> Where were you last week? <laughs> I did a couple of uh, theaters in Indiana with Chick McGee from the Bob and Tom show. Wow. It was fun. We did these beautiful theaters, man. Beautiful pl- places in Terre Haute and uh, Lafayette. It was great. It's kind of ground zero of Bob and Tom media footprint. Sure, you know? sure. So. Does he now? Who goes on? He goes on first, and then you, right? Yeah, yeah. He probably sells more tickets, but I do way more comedy. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of what I was. Assuming. That's the trade. Uh huh. He does. 
you know, we have a kind of a running gag that he doesn't do a lot of time because invariably someone will yell something that's upsetting to him, and he's like, "Okay, let's bring August." Oh, oh wow! <laughs> he's funny about that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's gotten better though, and he's actually very funny on stage, which isn't true of most radio personalities that I know. I it's a totally that. different skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and to be fair, most uh, comics I know don't particularly aren't particularly good at radio, especially hosting. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's a different skill set. I just was a uh, guest on a podcast, and it was just this week. Um, was and that weird. was different, b- being on the other side and showing up and not having my prep. Right. Like, well, oh, I don't know what's coming. This is. But you're probably way better as a guest than you would have been having not been on that side of it. Oh, no. I Yes. No yeah. doubt. No right. doubt. What, what do you like better, hosting or being the guest? I like being the guest because like, it's more – there's no homework. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like when I'm getting ready to do the podcast, man, I mean, it's so much work and prep. And I'm writing jokes for a day and a half, and it's stressful. And I'm worried about the content and the outcome. Right. And, you know, I mean, not a lot now because we're it's old hat. But, you know, that's that doesn't happen here for me today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't do research for to show up I, and talk I, to I me here nothing. today? I did nothing. No, not, nothing? <laughs> Uh, and I, co- I have to commend you for working, from turning like a passion of, uh, of football into a job where, oh, thanks, like, man. you can. I mean, I mean, it's pretty neat. You can, if you're ever going to get grief, and I don't know if your wife ever gives a crap <laughs> about sitting in front of the TV on Sunday, but it's work. I have to do this. Yeah, right. No, I get zero grief on Sunday. I will occasionally get some on Mondays because she's like, "Really? There's another game tonight." <laughs> yeah, my wife always seems to forget that there's Thursday every week now. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? What? My I argument know, has always been, do you have any idea how easy you're getting off as a sports wife? I don't give a shit about baseball or basketball or hockey or golf. Not anything. It's really just football, which is at least condensed into these few little pockets of time. Mm-hmm. And it's seasonal. There's nothing for half a year. And then even during the year, it's not like baseball where there's something every day. Right. Baseball's right. insane. Yeah. So what, what if what if you were like I said, hey, I got in the Twin Cities here. There's a uh, there's a hockey comedy podcast, and they want you to write some jokes. <laughs> you know what? What would you do? My I have to say, my syndicator at United Stations has reached out to me about doing a sports minute uh-huh. every day all year long. Oh, wow. And I've always been just football. In yeah. fact, not even football, just pro football. I don't even watch on Saturdays. Uh, so I would have a lot of homework to do to catch up if I was going to do that. Yeah. I'm considering it. Really? Yeah, because I think from a joke writer's point of view, I can look at the ESPN.com top five, six headlines and write some jokes. I don't have to be an expert in hockey, for instance, yeah. to write a couple of hockey jokes. True. <laughs> so... I wouldn't pretend to be an expert in those sports. You know, that makes me think of is like people that uh, in, I won my fantasy football championship league or league. I won the league last year. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I know a little bit. This year, I, I, you know, as time goes on, you should only know more. Um, I finished in last place this year and have not even made the playoffs. It's but very my, fluky. But what I'm getting, yeah, but what I'm getting to is that you know it's just like picking a fantasy team or the uh, NCAA bracket. Like really, thanks to the internet, you can kind of cheat your way through a lot of things and oh, yeah. get the, just the knowledge. You know, right. you can play fantasy football just knowing stats and not even knowing what what the players look like or. Who who they play for really? Yeah, really actually, just do it on stats. That's actually a good insight. I've done that a couple of times where I've, especially at the beginning of the year with the draft, like I feel like I'm an expert on X Y Z player, and then I realize I've, I've never seen this guy. <laughs> like, it's so weird. <laughs> no, I feel really dumb when I draft a player and I don't even know how to pronounce their name. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you've never watched him play. Uh-uh. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I, man, I got a hot take on this guy. I'm guilty. What's yeah. his name? Yeah. I'm a Kwandu. Devon Tay? Devon Yeah, that's the perfect example. I don't know. I still get it mixed up, and I'm kind of an expert. Right? Yeah. yeah. What's the one Adams? What's what's his last? What's his? Is Va- Devonta Adams? Oh, yeah. Devonta? The, the Packer? Yeah. Yeah. Devonta, I think. I should ask your advice. I'm sweating this out tonight. 
Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill as the third wide receiver in a in a non PPR league. Oh my goodness, this is a tough call. Yeah, because they're both like, eh. They have both have huge upsides and could also have a goose egg. It's the playoffs essentially. I, ca- I can't be screwing around. I think it. I think the best advice I can give you for that is the first, the one you're leaning towards now. Just go with that and don't double uh, second it's guess too late. yourself. I'm sweating. I've been sweating it out all Stop afternoon. Stop second guessing because then you know what happens, and you pick the other one. <laughs> I should have went with my first. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. That's the, the lesson we could all learn. All right. Thank I, you. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I. There was a thing that I talked about on the podcast a little bit, I don't know, within the last year, and it was about how there was the Hulk Hogan suing Gawker for his that sex tape, and then I had to read online Hulk Hogan admitting that uh, in the tape he talks about how big his penis is, and then in court he had to admit that he was fabricating, the exaggerating, because he's the Hulkster, and I just thought... <laughs> I I worshipped this guy when I was twelve, and now I'm hearing about his dick size. Like, what the f- ah ah! This is wrong. I shouldn't know this. I shouldn't be hearing this. You should be telling me to say my prayers and eat my vitamins. Not about. Uh, actually, it's not as big as I talked about. It's in that part tape. of growing up. Sometimes it, you get to see your heroes in a different light. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I see the thing on uh, online today of my favorite, f- probably my favorite football player of all time, definitely my favorite non-Viking player of all time, John Elway get stopped outside a restaurant last night. Oh, I didn't see this story. Yes, he gets stopped outside a restaurant last night because TMZ Sports wants to get a comment on Von Miller's sex tape. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, he's been... Von said that they were trying to get money from him and he wasn't going to pay. And, right. So what's the, what's going to happen? Uh, supposedly a judge has said that this woman has, like, I don't... A day now still to... Turn in the tape, and she's claiming, well, we made it consensually, and we each have a copy, and I'm going to hold on to mine and not show anyone. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear John Elway have to address <laughs> sex tapes. Deal with that. Yeah. Right? There aren't going to be fewer of these stories going forward. No, no. It's not. just going to be more and more and more and more. It's like Von Miller was, like the you know, Super Bowl hero, and then... Uh, dancing like you know, dancing with the stars. Yeah, yeah, he's and, great. He's on one of my fantasy teams. You ever do IDP leagues? No. Uh-uh. Oh, they're fun. No, it's fun rooting for a guy who gets like a crazy sack sack strip and. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you pick the whole defense, like all defensive players? There's different kinds of leagues. In yeah. mine, you pick three individual defensive players. So oh. usually, you pick middle linebackers who get like ten tackles a game. Sure, it's those guys. So but a team- occasionally a. a a Von Miller type is good enough. Chad Greenway. Yes, it's those kind of guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's going to be more and more sex tapes, man. Everyone has a video camera in their hands every minute, every day now. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't, I don't need to know. Here's a tip to the young people out there. Don't do a sex tape. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. I mean... Maybe do it for the weekend and, and delete it together before the weekend's over. Maybe, but even that, don't do that. Yeah, this the woman that is uh, uh, in this tape with uh, Von Miller, she was asked why she wants to keep it and says she likes watching it alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what she said. yes. <laughs> Which has got to be kind of flattering for uh, Mr. Miller. I imagine professional athlete. It was one of the few people who would look good in a sex tape. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's another reason not to do a sex tape for the rest of us. <laughs> In your head, it's a great image, but if you're watching it as a third party, it's probably not as pretty as you think it is. Yeah, and if you, if you don't believe that, just search amateur. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I, I, nope, I'm just going to go to it. Nope, we're not going to that yet. No, that would be a weird transition. Um, do you follow any athletes on Twitter, on social media? Um, I think I do have a handful. Does that help writing jokes or just? It's more interesting to actually the the media coverage because almost like in the way that that the Daily Show was 
joking mostly about the way the media covers the politics. They're kind of joking about the coverage as much as they are the facts of the politics. Mm-hmm. And in a way, we do the same thing with quick snaps because it's, you know, there'll be something that happens. Like, here's an example. Uh uh, the wide receiver in San Francisco, uh, Tory Smith. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this. A fan after the game like handed him his baby. It's no, a, it's a really funny clip. Uh. Uh-uh. So whatever. Uh, these kind of moments happen every week in the NFL, and some catch fire and some don't. This one kind of went away. Yeah. The fan literally after the game, he like he, this baby is wearing a Tory Smith jersey, and he hands him down over the rail, and Tory like takes the baby, sets him on a ledge, and signs his shirt, and oh, then wow. hands the kid back up to the dad. Awesome. And so we were joking around. We wrote a joke like, you know, if I was handing my baby off to someone, I would try maybe a receiver having a better year. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> right. So we did that joke and a couple other jokes, but that story didn't really have traction. Mm-mm. But. Like the squirrel that ran around in Lambeau's end zone one time was like the biggest story of the week. And so as as writers about the sport, you're kind of covering what the fans experience is in the sports coverage. Yeah. Okay. So in a similar way, we end up writing about the stories that have legs. There's no reason the squirrel should be a bigger story than the Tory Smith baby story. But for whatever reason, it had traction and it was the story that week. Yeah. So you write ten jokes about the squirrel, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about uh, the new thing where the season Kevin Harlan gets to announce people running on the field on Monday Night Football? Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I actually the other night I actually spent some time surfing around listening to some of his calls on other things. <laughs> He's you know, great. He, you know, uh, he used to be a Minneapolis announcer. Oh, he was from here. Well, he's not from here, I don't think. But he spent like the first. Maybe it wasn't the first years, but he did Timberwolves, Minnesota Timberwolves games on the radio for oh, he's, I don't know, 10 years or so. He's great. and The, one of the, the Coney hi- Island kids, Stefan Marbury. Right, right. Yeah, and one of the highlight reels, because I didn't know this about him, it was almost all basketball. Yeah. But he was, I mean, there was some compelling calls. It was really fun to listen to. He's oh, yeah. Great. The big ticket, the kid. He, he did it like when Garnett was, was the man. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, what, what was the what was the one of the phrases the uh, with no respect for life? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, with no regard for human life. That's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's great. He's one of the best. And for the listeners, if you haven't seen him do the the call, I guess it was last year. There was a drunk guy running around the field. That's the classic. Yes. He's, like, mm-hmm. he's at the 40. He's at the 35. The man is drunk. <laughs> the man is drunk. He's still running. <laughs> it's so good. And you can tell that he's enjoying doing yeah. it. And probably the whoever, whatever network he's, I don't know who he actually works for, but they probably don't want him doing that. You know, I mean, it's a re- you know, there's a reason they don't show. Because they're not showing it. Yeah. Which, come on. It's part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's what's happening in the moment. Yeah. It's an entertainment show. What's what sports is. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me they don't show it. I guess it's a noble concept of minimizing that kind of thing going like forward. Minimizing copycats. Right. Not getting their 15 minutes of... Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. The thing is, they. you know what, they're... And going back to how everyone has a camera and everything's recorded, even though the thing is, even though NBC's not showing it, it's going to be on YouTube anyway because yeah, right. you know, ten thousand other people with their phones in the right, stadium. Right, right, right. That's a good it. point. Yeah, yeah. Just increase the fine and show it. It's part of the entertainment. For yeah, me. there you go. <laughs> increase the fine and show it. <laughs> I like that. Um, I was going to ask you if your uh, daughter likes football, but I found out that answer. Not yet. Not yet. I, I kid her about – this is – to me – well, you tell me if this was a surprise for you. The biggest surprise for me as a father was that they come hardwired more than you think they're going to mm-hmm. in terms of their personality and the essence of who they are. Yeah. I thought they were more – I thought it was more uh, nurture than nature. And there's definitely a big old chunk of nature in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of those things is she doesn't have a natural affinity for athletics or physicality. She's a little bit awkward. Mm-hmm. She likes dancing and singing, but like, you know, we drag a soccer ball or frisbee out and she does it just enough to appease dad. Like yeah. she's not naturally drawn to it. Sure. 
Uh-huh. And I kid her about trying to turn her into a mini-me playing chess and soccer, and I can't get her to be interested in any of that stuff. Not that either. Or football so far. So, yeah. She's got a Falcon shirt she'll wear once in a while, again, to appease me. That's pretty much, that's pretty much what my kids do as well. In <laughs> fact, they're so nice. Yeah, like they'll put on their, you know, Viking sweatshirt or whatever, and like, look what I'm wearing today, Dad. Yeah. But, all right, well, who plays for them? No, I do. No. No. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, what? That is, I mean, you do have to care a lot to get to that level. I get that. I expect that from her, but. Yeah, 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 for sure. I've got my, uh, I've had a big thing that's happened where um, my 10-year-old is now playing Madden uh, Ah. on the PS, on the PlayStation. Okay. Yes. That'll help him be connected to the teams and the players. Yeah, we don't, like, we don't watch it together. When I have them on the weekend, there's football on, they couldn't care less, so it kind of makes me not watch it you know because then i'm ignoring them I can't yeah do that yeah yeah uh so yeah but we had it on for about 15 minutes uh like it was uh, you know the chiefs game and then she's like you know instead of watching them why don't we play what do you mean play let's go downstairs all right let's oh, do it nice yeah that's a good attitude yes I like and, that. I, and i've got my eight-year-old uh actually both of them now toss the football with me outside that's great yes Yes. Oh, that's cool. I'm I'm very happy about that. I don't I just certainly don't want them like let's just end it here. There's not gonna be a football career for yeah, either yeah. of them. Like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hey Dad, you know they have women's football? Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> not for you they don't. Yeah, well that's the thing. I mean whatever. I mean, even if you have a gung ho son who's like the star in his school, that's not likely gonna end in a pro career either. You're basically in a perfect world, you're using football as a way to teach them about life. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I think as a dad, about 80% of life's lessons you can teach over a board game. Sure. Right? It's about taking turns and following the rules and being nice and trying to win but not being too connected to winning and, like, being a good sport and, you know, like, strategy and thinking ahead. And, like, there's so much that's happening in a board game. You haven't seen us play Pictionary. <laughs> it's chaos. We don't know the rules. <laughs> it just turns into we all take turns drawing pictures and guessing. Yeah, okay. no, we don't use the board. Well, that's perfectly no acceptable wins. too. That's okay. There's a life lesson in that too. Like, don't get too hung up on the rules. Enjoy yourself. Okay. Well, then, what kind of lessons does the game Sorry teach? We play Sorry. Yeah. We, okay. There's plenty. apologize for everything. Right. Yeah, it's funny actually because we have there most of the time there are three of us in the home, and we're playing games. And there is a little bit of you have to pick who to who to f over, right? Sure, yeah. Uh-huh. And there is a little bit of like, well, didn't you didn't you get me last time? Why you gotta, you know? And sometimes the girls will gang up on dad. And, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So there's there is a lot of social dynamics happening there. The other one we play a lot is Uno Attack. Do you have that? It's, it's Uno. You know Uno. Oh, we play Uno. Just played like four days ago. Yeah. I would recommend, it's Christmas season, get mm-hmm. yourself Uno Attack. It's a, it's a little machine that spits the cards out. Instead of when you take cards, mm-hmm. it randomizes. and It'll give you zero or two or seven. Oh, wow. Whenever it's your turn to pick up, you just press the button and it shoots them at you. I'm actually writing this down. Uno Attack. Uno It, attack. it adds a fun sort of layer to Uno. All right. What kind of things uh, do? Are you in charge of uh, the any Christmas shopping for my the kid? wife? Is so much better at that than I am. I do some. Yeah, you know, Ava and I found a thing and a mug and built a thing for my wife. You know, like a personalized mug situation. Mm-hmm. I got one of those for Father's Day a couple of years ago. Yeah, awesome. so I do some of that stuff. And uh, for the wife, I always try to give her a, an event, not a thing. I don't always nail that, but that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. Was it you that I've talked to about that before, or somebody? Was it somebody about know. giving memories or events instead of gifts? Yeah, because we're not. First of all, we live in a tiny place, and we're both minimalists anyway. Okay. So, like this year, I suppose you bring something new home. You got. I won't find... say what it is, but I already have tickets in February for a thing that I'm giving to her in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, we decided to do that this year. My wife and I. We're not going to give each other. Like physical item gifts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna go to Vegas in January. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was booking it, it was like, wait a minute, we weren't gonna spend six hundred dollars on each other. Like this is getting out of control. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. <laughs> maybe maybe we should have decided to just to go to Duluth or something. Yeah, that? that's it. Gets well. Here's what my, my wife and I. You know, we found ourselves. 
we would eat out a lot. And then, you know, that gets to be a big number, especially in New York City. <clears throat> so what we decided is now we eat out less often, mm -hmm. but when we go out, we try to do something that's very New York. Oh. Because so, we're paying the admission price to live in New York. Yeah, right. And it's very easy to just get tunnel vision and just be a homebody. And so now. So street hot dogs. Now, <laughs> yeah, for something three meals very a day. New York. <laughs> so now when we go out, we try to do something that we can't do somewhere else to, to embrace what New York is. So we go like skating in Rockefeller Center or. Go thing. somewhere where they don't let you use the bathroom. We went to see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. Oh, wow. It's, we try to occasionally do one of those kind of things that's very like, oh, that's why we're here. Let's yeah. go do that. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's been good. We, so we go out a little less often, but when we go, we go big. Yeah. Yeah. How was Billy Joel? It's so great. If you ever come to New York, look up his calendar because he's there once a month forever. Yeah. Uh, and build the, your trip around it because it's so great. He plays – he literally joked at the beginning about doing his new stuff, and, and he's like, no, of course I'm not doing right, that. Right, right. And he literally plays for two hours like all of the songs of your whole life. Yeah. And there's 15,000 people singing along. All it's singing great. along. It's so great. That would be good. That would be good. Um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine um, recently who lives in Manhattan, and he told me how much he pays for rent. Yeah. It hurts your feelings. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the worst time of the month. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. My wife goes, I don't even know if the two of, the two of us make that much combined each month. Lewis was just telling me before we came Holy on. Shit. He gave me an example of some crazy pricey rents around here, and I was... It's half less of what than, you're paying, less probably? Than half of what yeah. we pay. That yeah. is amazing. Right. Do you guys still... Do you have a car, vehicle? No car. No. So that way you save that. That's something. Yeah. And, you know, we're both breadwinners, so we can, you know, we're each paying less per person than we did when we had studios. Sure. So we kind of keep that in mind so it's a little less painful. Yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy. You know, for how often are you actually doing shows in New York I mean, or versus? I don't you're more do on the many. road, right? <clears throat> Way on more. The road. I've, I've kind of, I wish I had a little bit more time to do both, but I do have a pretty good balance that I have the kid half of the weekends and the other half I'm on the road. Yeah. And every once in a while, we'll grab the kid, bring her on the road. But for the most part, it's one or the other. Okay. And so it's actually a pretty good balance. I get to be super dad half of the time. Yeah. And uh, half of the time I'm out talking to grownups and working on my act and enjoying, you know, being a comic. It's a great. And if you do either one of those too much, you get a little bit tunnel vision, kind of like glassy-eyed, sure. like thousand-yard stare. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have that problem on either one. That's good. I do wish I could do them both a little bit more, but it's okay. Well, I mean, it, it, when's the last time you thought that there was enough time in the day? I mean, I can't <laughs> I know, even right? remember, right? This is not a problem that's just for comics. This, <laughs> everyone has this problem. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I'd like to add, if, I, if it was possible. That's for sure. Uh, what else? Some other stuff to I want to talk to you. Where is where are people going to be able to see this? Um, are you, is there going to be video of the special recording this week, or just we're just doing audio? This is just audio. Um, I am having some initial conversations with some folks about doing a video special at some point. Uh, nothing in stone yet. Um, you can see me on the NFL Network. About once a week, they roll out a new top ten something. Top 10 greatest defenses of all time. Yeah. You've seen that mm -hmm. show. And the producer really likes me, but the, the director guy, because I have short jokes. So they can put me on for seven seconds, and I can say something with a beginning, middle, and an end. Yeah. You know? So I, I make tiny appearances in almost all of those shows <laughs> that are coming out now. Nice. We did about 10 or 12 this season. Oh, wow. So do those you go in and do them like all in a day or two, and then they just spread them out. Yeah, it's actually for me. It's a it's a really interesting exercise. They send me the grid of the shows, so each show has it's whatever top ten uh, uh, hilarious endings to a game or mm. whatever, and then they have the ten games. Then they have like two or three also's, and then you have the next one. And so there's this giant grid of like 10 shows and 10, 12 topics. Uh -huh. And I go through and try to write a joke or dig up a joke about all of them. Uh -huh. And then I go in and in about, you know, 70 minutes, I do like 200 jokes. And then all of that goes into an edit bay and who knows what happens. Right. Yeah. So, but for me, it's, it's like a crazy writing exercise. 
Do you have a prediction for, uh, let's see, there's what, four weeks left in the regular season in the NFL, right? Where we are yeah, now? Yeah, four? That's right. It's four regular season games left. Boy, I don't know, man. Who's going who's gonna to be there at the end? The Seahawks occasionally look terrible, but the rest of the time they're scary because they've got a good offense and a good defense. Mm-hmm. And that's what my team lacks, my, my Falcons. My team and your team have the opposite problems. Your team has a great defense and mm-hmm. not enough offense. Yeah. My team has a great offense and not enough defense. So uh, I think the teams that have both will be scary eventually. So Seahawks, um, maybe the Ravens. I think the Ravens are better than people think. Mm-hmm. Um Patriots, you have to put them in the conversation every time, as much as I hate their guts. <laughs> yeah, there's some good teams. I think the Packers are exciting to watch, and you can't count out Aaron Rodgers. And, hey, who knows? The Vikings might win a couple here and suddenly be back in the conversation. Yeah, that's contingent on whatever the Lions do. With you right. know, The Lions beat the Vikings <clears throat> twice, which I, personally I think if you lose to the Lions – if you lose to them twice in the same season, you no matter what, ha- even if those were the, your only two losses of the season, you should not make the playoffs. <laughs> that should be a rule. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the my, Lions. I know. But they got Jim Bob Cooter, man. Isn't that the best name <laughs> Jim ever? Jim Bob Cooter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> my team, the Falcons, I think they're gonna, they have two cupcakes coming up. They've got Rams and then Niners. So if they win both of those and the Buccaneers lose the Cowboys on the flexed Sunday night game, then we could be back in business. Do you have any jokes about the hairstyle of the – I can't even think of his name, but you said you went to the Giants. What's the Giants Oh, Ben McAdoo. Yeah. Do you have any jokes about his – Yeah, we have did you a joke jokes about, about his hair? Let me see if I can recreate it here. He looks like he goes into the barber shop and says, can you make me look like a ventriloquist dummy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but for people that, that haven't seen him, uh, the best way to describe it is he has like uh, negative sideburns. It maybe? doesn't look real. It's insane. His they it's like cut above, like it goes up his in front hair. of his ear. It's, so, old, it's the weirdest. It's so strange. With kind of a mullet too. It doesn't it's, make any sense. It's so, so awful. Ben McAdoo, yeah. That well, team's that, actually pretty good. I, yeah, I, I want to say I, I, I you know the the, the uh, maybe it's kind of a. That's it's the um, we have the right not the right but um, rules change for adults versus kids you know like white lies and getting that type of stuff and the reason what I'm getting to is when I the show uh, your most recent one Quick Snaps with uh, your daughter on and she mentions a classmate yeah. and then she says about oh he's not nice and he teases people in class right and then you're like well we're kind of doing the same thing I know, here. Right? I know. <laughs> And she goes on to complaining. He's mean to people, and he makes fun of people. He's got a big nose, and I'm in my head. I'm like, I have a big nose, and I make fun of people. <laughs> Did you pull her aside afterward, honey? Were you talking about dad? You know, it's really funny because before the podcast, I actually said to her, I said, just remember that. There's some things that you might just say to me and Aaron that stay in the room, but when you say them into the microphone, they everyone can hear them. So just be aware of that. And Aaron goes, God, "Don't put that in her head. It's too much to think about your first time. Like we can edit stuff out." Yeah. Don't swear. Did you tell her that? <laughs> <laughs> I told her that we might swear and not to worry about it. <laughs> we, oh, there we you had go. a conversation about that. Uh huh. Because we talk actually in my act now. I'm, I'm doing a, a bit, which is a true story about a conversation I had with her about bad words. She mm-hmm. came to talk to me about bad words. Oh. And so I t- gave her a whole Carlin-esque explanation. There's no such thing as bad words. It's all about how they're used. People might mean something bad, but it doesn't mean the word is bad. It depends on the context. Yeah. And she's cool. Like, she gets it. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny. I wasn't worried about that, actually. I was more worried about her being bored. Mm-hmm. Because there were beats where I'm doing like a series of jokes about things she has no idea. Right. And she's just sitting there kind of looking around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then she would chime in. I was just shocked at how much she chimed in. Yeah. You're going to be forced to have her on again soon. I think so. It's yeah. funny. She, when we left, she was so excited about it. She goes, Daddy, can we do that like maybe once a year or so? Oh. And I was like, Yeah. Yeah, we can. Yeah. I think that's a good that's a good rate. She's starting out small once a yeah. year. Oh, I'm not going to ask for much, Dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I might cut it, you know, you ask for too much in December, it might cut into your gifts. So. 
<laughs> if I ask for this, he's going to think I'm being greedy. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very like kind, tentative, like very much aware of everyone's feelings in the room kind of kid. Oh, that's and good. again, some of that is so hardwired. I remember her being like that when she was one. Like we didn't teach her that necessarily. Mm-mm. We definitely encouraged it as we went, but that was in there somehow. Yeah, I, I noticed one of my daughters is more. I mean, they're both sweethearts, but one is definitely more sensitive to other people's feelings like right, that. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I'm always amazed by, like, how are you that yeah. mature? Right. right. What? Yeah, how do you even think of the world that way? That uh-huh. you're worried about me right now during your crisis, whatever it is? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mentioned earlier that I was a guest on a uh, podcast this week. I, I don't think it's been posted yet, but I want to mention what it was for people. If for maybe two of you that are interested in that, it will, I'll post it on my Twitter. It's called, the guy's name, host name is Mike, and uh, he's uh, lived here a year and a half and does a show called Twin Cities Podcast. Oh, nice. And it's just... It, and hits people up and interviews them just because he thinks they're interesting and somehow I qualified for that. Oh, and I got great. to go on and talk about uh, comedy and Acme and you know, this podcast. Nice. And it was really fun. And the reason I'm saying all this stuff is people can you know keep an eye out for that. But also uh, I'm going to steal one of his questions, so I want to give him credit for oh, okay, cool. totally stealing his questions. And he didn't ask me, but he I heard him ask it on a, one of his shows that I listened to. And it is. All right. Kostaki. What which uh, when you're a kid, you cover the walls in your bedroom with posters. Who uh-huh. did you have in your bedroom? Bedroom posters. Posters. As a kid, yes. Oh my god. When goodness. you were finally able to make it your own, and it wasn't just the w- ugly wallpaper your parents chose. I had such cliche things. And thinking back, I had a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader poster. Mom was okay with that. Yeah, it wasn't particularly revealing. It okay. was like something you win at a fair, I think. Oh. Was it a mirror? Was it a glass mirror? It was not a glass mirror, <laughs> but it was definitely from a place that had glass mirrors. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly the right ilk of thing. <laughs> you had a red Corvette mirror? I did have I did have some kind of like Lamborghini drawing or something, you know? I I, I didn't have a lot of posters. Why did as we a think kid. Lamborghinis were cool? <laughs> Something none of us have ever seen in person. You have to remember, I was a chess kid. I had a little shelf with some chess trophies. That was like my the pride of my bedroom. So, but I had a couple of like, you know, and then as I grew up, I had a couple of like girl posters and Cindy Crawford c- cars and stuff. Ever have Cindy Crawford? Who were the girls? Kathy Ireland? That's the right era. I know it's the right it era. It was a different blonde. It was, a bl- it was the blonde from That's Incredible. That's obscure. With John Davidson? Yeah, I think it was her. Whatever her name, uh, I don't remember. That was on my wall forever. Not, not Kathy Lee Crosby. No. No. Nah. This is a great question. I'm sorry the answer is so terrible. I didn't really have, I wasn't a poster guy. I no. didn't have a lot. But I definitely had like a couple, I had a drawing of a Lamborghini, which I remember. Some other picture of a car and like a girl and a thing. It was, okay. It was so cliche. <laughs> As if, uh, do you have any football uh, memorabilia? Any stuff you hold on to or have collected? Not from being a kid because I wasn't that connected as a kid. Even like at, I, like at this age, now you're you know, now you're walking past Dan Marino at uh, Radio yeah. Row at the Super Bowl. It's funny. I don't really. I'm not a. I'm not a keep stuff guy. I have a couple of Falcon shirts that I like to wear. That's about it. Yeah. Should adults wear uh, jerseys? I'm cool with it for games. I think at games it's fun to see. Mm-hmm. Like a sea of jerseys is kind of fun. It is. Yeah. But yeah, it's ridiculous if you break it down. Kind of. <laughs> uh-huh. I, when, I went to the, when I go to the Giants game with Aaron, we have kind of a tradition now. He brings me the Brandon J- Jacobs jersey. Okay. It's this big ass jersey and it's ridiculous and it's from a guy who's not, hasn't played in years. And, uh, and he wears uh, Plaxico Burris. And one of his brothers uh, had on uh, Phil Sims. Like none of us were like current I, players. I thought for sure you were going to say Pierre Paul. Like you have all the guys. <laughs> there were some JP, trouble. There were some JPP jerseys. And when you go to the Giants game, you cannot believe how many um, Bavaro jerseys there are. Oh, really? I was like, really? What? I, like, I barely remember that guy, but he was such an iconic hero to that era. Su- the Super Bowl champion Giants. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he was really good in uh, on Tech Mobile. Is that right? The video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark Bavaro. Yeah. 
Bill Sims. I love that the media universe is obsessed with things from our childhood. Like that Tecmo Bowl thing is now an ad. Oh, the Bo Jackson commercial. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, look at in the last uh, year or two, let's say two years of all the things that have come back from you know 25 or 30 years ago yeah, it's yeah. amazing yeah yeah the muppet show was back on tv you know right everything is making a comeback it makes sense i mean you spend so much time developing a thing why not grab a thing that already works yeah do it do it better do it again do it yeah why not of course are you do you go see star wars movies are you gonna go see the new one when it comes out ne- next week probably next week? Yeah, we, we've had a big event with the kiddo, and we actually built up to it by watching the other ones beforehand because we were starting with a tiny person. Yeah. It was fun. We spent kind of the summer watch one here, one there, one there, and then when the new one came out, she was caught up. Awesome. Yeah. So you'll go to the new one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. We don't, we're not, we don't do a lot of movies, but we'll do that. Yeah, that'll be fun. In costume. <laughs> costume i do one costume a year on halloween and i usually have to be talked into that but it's fun did i see did you post a picture of that and what was it remind i don't don't remember i'm sorry my my wife was um oh God, i forget the names of these things like a cleopatra kind of thing okay and i was like a I, I, mine was very thrown together i had a crazy mustache and like a gold turban <laughs> Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it kind of worked. Yeah. And uh, the kiddo was Sandy from Greece. Oh, classic. Yeah. Classic. We, we commit. We commit. We did the box trolls a couple years ago. We're all wearing these boxes. That's the one I remember. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. That was really good. Those were, that was fun because it was homemade. Like we yes. all made our own boxes. <laughs> I remember the box We've, trolls picture. My wife's good at this game. She's very good at sort of pushing us over the edge into the, you know, Come on, let's do it. Yeah, because yeah. I'm a little feet draggy, and she's—I'm glad she does it. Mm-hmm. She's right. Uh huh. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, is there anything else? Let's see. I'm looking at the time here. Is there anything else we should be mentioning? You're, you're here. Well, let's see. It's Thursday, uh, and I don't know when this will be. It'll be posted this week. So you got the shows there tonight. Show one show to Friday to Saturday. Yeah. It looks like the Saturdays are going to sell out. So nice. Come sooner than later if you want to come because there's a lot of parties coming and uh, oh, Christmas gatherings. Of and course, that time of year. My fans and mm-hmm. and it's cold out, so you know mm-hmm. it's the season. Um, I would plug. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Twitter's a real playground for me. It's where I kind of test out the jokes. Mm-hmm. So on Sundays especially, I'm like just pouring half-baked jokes into Twitter. Oh, yeah. I saw – I I recognized a few that I would read on yeah. the Twitter feed. That it makes it fun show. because some, you can really tell kind of what has traction from Twitter. It's not a science, but yeah. sometimes you get 70 likes and sometimes you get one, and there's a difference. They, do you, they help do you, you know. Do you? I don't even know. Can you delete tweets? Do you ever go back and delete a tweet when, it, when, every, when it's obvious everyone thinks it sucked? <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually do that. I will occasionally write a better version of it and then delete the prior version. Oh. So that if you go back and read through, that's not repetitive. Okay. Because writing is rewriting. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll do that. Okay. I don't mind a joke that sucks, though. That could stay there forever. Yeah, all right. I just don't want to be repetitive. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't tweet a ton, but I you know, and I'm not a comedian, but I know like I put one out that I thought was funny. I'm like, what? The, yeah. the crickets or the, right. or the reply? I'm like, oh, really? You know, time of day is a big factor. True, true. Because last night I was up late and I actually didn't tweet because I was like, no one's listening, mm-hmm. no one's awake. Right. And with Twitter, it's not like Facebook where it kind of hangs there indefinitely and you kind of go back. There's more of a just scroll and see what just happened, kind of ethic yeah so it just goes away that's true by the way i'm uh that reminds me that i think you do something cool that people can write you jokes on oh, social yeah. media and you might actually read them and give them credit on your show yeah yeah that's we, awesome we'll occasionally do the twitter joke of the day on yeah. the podcast and it's fun people do send jokes and i'm jokes probably are, gonna try jokes are hard to write so yeah. most of them suck but yeah. that's true for me too it's just the nature of joke writing so yeah send me some jokes they're fun and even when they're terrible, sometimes we bust balls about that, and that's yeah. fine. You know, I think I'm going to try. Yeah, bring it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you won't use them, but uh, if you want to give me shit on, the, on your show, I'll take that as well. Uh, yeah, Sounds the uh, the podcast is called Quick Snaps, and it's free anywhere you would get podcasts, mm-hmm. iTunes and Stitcher and 
We're we're actually hosted on Podbean, so you can go straight to that. That's where this one is as well. Yeah. And Stitcher and iTunes and all that. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. That's it, man. So we got the the recording this week. Do you have a name? You don't need to say it, but do you have a name picked out for when this comes out? You know, it's funny. I said to the crowd in Durango that I was working on my set for the thing, and uh, I finished one of my chunks finishes on the phrase, think of the children, and someone yelled out, that's the album title. Yeah. (laughs) And it made me giggle, and I actually considered that, but it has like another connotation that's weird, and I don't know. I might just make it simple, something like Kostaki Live at Acme, because this place is so iconic for me. I might put Acme in the title if I get the blessing of the owner. <laughs> Maybe Acme presents. Or, no, I'm kidding. Put Acme first. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> An Acme show uh, featuring this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good luck with that. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Oh, thanks, man. wait to hear it. Uh, it's always good talking to you. So It's great talking to you. Thanks yeah. for having me on again. C- I'm continued success, and people come out and see Kostaki. Right back at you. Happy holidays, brother. You too. Cheers.